the Flight Deck Podcast. I'm your host, TK, and as always, I thank you guys for tuning in. Now, I hadn't been around for a while. Season's getting ready to kick back off, and it's time to get back into the swing of things. And we haven't had a whole lot of Jets news, but what we have had is a lot of distractions. And right now, the biggest topic of discussion in all of Jetland, and honestly, what I think is one big bogus distraction, is the contract situation with Q, Quentin Williams. So, as we all know, Q has not signed his his contract yet, and a lot of people in Jetland are going absolutely crazy. And I am here to tell each and every one of you, relax. In the words of Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax. We have nothing to worry about. It will get done. It will get done, trust me. So, the premise behind this this quick episode, and I'm not going to talk long, um, I'm just going to touch on this and maybe you know one or two other things really quickly but the premise behind this episode is to give assistance if you will uh or information for those who um who are uninformed misinformed or ill-informed of the whole q uh contract thing um now First and foremost, I am not here pretending that I have some vital insider information or anything like that because I don't. But what I am doing is speaking on this on a surface level with the understanding, a a good understanding of, you know, the rookie uh, contract uh, wage uh, scale, you know, as well as just, you know, common sense stuff that. That, that we know about and I've come across, you know, looking at other teams uh, situations. So that's what this is. Now, I, I'm in, I don't know, 10, 12, probably more Jets groups. And I have seen a lot of people just spewing some very nonsensical things. Um, the The biggest thing that I've seen, the first thing that pops out to me is everybody is dogging this kid saying that he's being greedy, saying that he is trying to squeeze more money out of the Jets. And that, quite honestly, is just outright false. It is categorically false. It is a lie. It is all of the above. It's not true. And let me explain why, for those of you who don't understand. Okay, so the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, Um, A few years back, maybe four, I can't pinpoint it right now. But anyways, they created a rookie wage scale. And this wage scale is slotted by draft pick. One makes the most, two next to him, three next to him, so on and so forth down the line. These kids have four-year guaranteed deals, fully guaranteed deals, with a fifth-year option for the team that pays, uh, I believe, a 25% uh, raise um, or something like that. But basically, it was done in response to the growing swell uh, of disdain towards 
what rookies were getting. Um, I think Sam Bradford was the last one to just really, really break the bank. Um, and I was reading somewhere that if that system was still in place today, Kyler Murray could realistically, theoretically rather, expect a deal from Arizona between 140 160 million dollars fresh out of college fresh out the draft so that's what this wage scale is in place for to to end that practice as well as um kind of you know make it more fair a fair deal for veterans and, and, and all of that and another thing that it it does theoretically <laughs> and, I, and I say theoretically but it, it, it has improved tremendously it's in uh, rookie holdouts and that's where we are right now New York Jets Quinn and Williams he didn't report with the rookies um, they expect him to come in and, and so on but here's my thing how can you expect someone to come in when you haven't ironed out the deal like I'm all about you know players being for the team but I am pro player through and through for one um, when it's over for him it's over teams can can throw you away in an instant and that's it so I fully back them getting their money getting all the money that they can because they have a short window to get that type of money okay so enough rambling so Q's situation um, he hadn't signed and the story is going around um, about the offset language and double dipping so what that is is that is basically allowing the team to recoup money if Q flames out meaning they get rid of him whatever they're left on the hook for they don't have to pay him if he signs with another team that what what they owe is is subtracted from what the team is paying and basically they're not covering anything the new team is is you know is responsible for his compensation that way he can't get a check from the jets while not playing for him as well as for xyz whoever signs him and that i get i i totally get um but at some point you know the team has to uh the team has to just say fuck it and just go all in i mean you drafted a guy at three you drafted him this high so you you all in and you know if you look at it the money that they will recoup if he flames out is very uh small compared to the the setback that they would have by him flaming out like you would have a wasted three pick honestly and no amount of money that you recoup would would help that situation so you know i, I and i like i said i get both sides but you know honestly i i think is is more than than that um so what i'm going to do is give you 
my top three reasons um, of why we shouldn't worry about Quentin Williams in just a minute. Um, but uh, again, you know, a lot of people's thinking that he's trying to squeeze money out of, and he's not. He's not waiting to see what Bosa signs for or whomever signs for, because none of that matters now. He he's he's getting whatever he's getting that was deemed by that number three slot. Period. Now, what they are fighting over, and fighting may be a bad word, you know, what they are at odds over or not, or haven't agreed upon, in my opinion, is the hows and the whats. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of it has to do with signing bonus money, like how much he's getting up front. When he is he getting this money? Um, will the team stretch it out over the four years? You know, things of that nature. I, that's what I think they're trying to iron out. Um, you know, and we've seen this before. Uh, like, like look at Baker last year. You know, he he had his uh, back and forth with with the Browns, and you know he had he got part of it up front, and then he got like another seven or eight million dollars. You know, thirty days later, um, we've seen it with our own quarterback Sam. He missed you know a week or whatever last season, and he got twenty million dollars up front. Twenty. So, you know, that those are the types of things that they're going back and forth over. And I honestly can't blame these guys. Like I said earlier, you know, you, you have to get what you can get when you can get it and as, as much as you can. Then you have situations like Roquan Smith, um, kid out of Georgia, uh, drafted by the Bears, they were at an impasse last year because of different language, uh, vague language in his deal, you know, that basically gave them an out as far as the guaranteed money that they had to pay him for a huge amount of things. Like if he got suspended, um, if he got fined for helmet to helmet contact, if he, I mean, just a bunch of little things that happens in the sport every week, every game, um, they could use that as a means to void his contract or as a means to not pay him all the guaranteed money that's in that that deal so again these these agents are watching out for their clients and their clients well-being as well as you know the agents on well-being you know they're earning their money so we 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 as a fan base have to we have to understand these things i i understand that we want what's best for the team i get that but we also have to realize that these players are human beings they have families and responsibilities just like us. And yes, the money is completely different, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter one bit. And, you know, you also have, uh, you know, different 
escalators and de-escalators within the contract. So there, you know, there is a lot of minutia within these deals with all this various language that we as a fan base either A, don't know, B, don't understand, and C, we don't find out until after this shit kicks in and it gets leaked in the news. So that's why, you know, I'm not mad at Q. I'm not mad at his agent. I'm not, you know, worried about it. But I will say this. I think that the fan base's ire, the fan base's anger is directed to the wrong people. I've seen a lot of people talking about Q, calling him this, calling him that, talking about his agent, you know, talking, you know, just 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 nonsense. When quite honestly, we should be directing that shit towards the front office. Because that's where the source is coming from. They don't deserve a free pass because this isn't a, a one-off incident. We've seen this before a couple of times. I'm willing to bet more than that if we really just dug into the whole situation. But what we as a fan base should be worried about and should be angry about is our front office inability to sign their first-round picks quickly and without the nonsense without the noise without the headache without the clumsiness that's what we should be worried about period now moving on to Quinnen these are my three reasons why we should not be worried about him signing three the veteran presence that we have in the locker room. Now, we have C.J. Mosley, Avery Williamson, we have uh, Anderson, we have Steve McClendon, we have Big Cat, we have a strong defensive coordinator, we also have Jamal Adams as well, and True Johnson. Now, all of these guys are very consummate professionals. They know the game of football. They know how to conduct themselves accordingly. And I am very sure that whenever he gets there, he will be welcomed with open arms and brought up to speed if he misses anything. Also, anything that he might be lacking on, I know that they will be there to help him and guide him in the right direction. So it's not like this kid is out on his own once he gets back into the fold and won't have anybody to lean on because he will and that is why I'm not worried Two, two. his position now he is an interior defensive lineman a defensive tackle and the thing about it is it does not take a lot for him to get accustomed to the game of football the amount of mental adjustments that he would have to make is not as much as it is for other skilled positions i.e. quarterback running back things of that nature now he has to line up and hit the person that's in front of him and get to the quarterback it's not going to take a whole lot for him to learn to do that now he may have to adjust learn to adjust to the speed of the game and things like that but I'm not really worried about that again like I said in the previous reason he has people around him to help him advance forward with that now the mental adjustments that's placed on the interior defensive linemen again are much less demanding much less uh, needed in order for him to start game one week one so 
I think he'll be all right in that aspect. One, one. Two words, Sam Donald. Now, all we need to do is look back last year and see uh, Sam went through the same things. He had his issues with his contract and he missed a few days of camp actually. Not just rookie camp, but camp period. And we saw how easy it was for him to come in and to catch up after missing those days. And again, like I talked about the mental aspects of the position that was required for Q, it is way different, way more complex for Sam than it would be for him. And we saw how he adjusted and we saw he came in and started 13 games, would have been 16 minus injury, and he performed very well considering the circumstances, Uh, more so at the end of the season, but still. We should not be worried about it. We've seen it before at a much more demanding position. So Q will be just fine. And these folks are the three reasons why I say we should not worry. So now that I I got that out the way the last thing i wanted to kind of touch on really quick is the chris herndon suspension that a lot of people have been talking about as well so we all know he has four game suspension we all thought it was going to be um two games but the reason why he was suspended for four games uh, was because he had uh he had an arrest in june of 2018 uh for driving under the influence um and this was in uh rockaway township new jersey early morning hours june 2nd uh and he crashed into another car that was driven by a 76 year old man and herndon wasn't injured but he easily could have been but uh witnesses said that herndon was driving in excess of 100 miles per hour even though he told police he was only going 58 not to mention that his actions his actions cause bodily injury to someone else so that right there along with the other uh, extenuating circumstances is what increased it from two to four games Um, because two uh, is the norm But again, a woman claimed uh, at the scene that she was caused bodily harm due to this crash. So, folks, that's pretty much what it is. Um, You know, there's no need to compare it to other people's cases, to Tyreek Hills, to to uh, Ray Rice and all of that. He did it. He did it. We all know that the NFL isn't consistent in their punishments. Um, We all know this, but we just can't just, you know, just absolve him for what he did. He did it. He has to own up to it. And hopefully we'll be fine because he had a pretty impressive season last year. And we were hoping that this would be a breakout season for him, along with Sam, uh, with Bell in the mix. So it is what it is. So now we're just waiting for him to get back. Um, You know, he can practice. uh, He can participate in training camp. He can participate in preseason practices and games. And that's what it is. We just have to sit back, 
Hope he learned his lesson and hope that he comes back ready for the Monday night game on October the 7th uh, following the team's game at Philadelphia. That's what it is. Now, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Um, You know, I'll be joined by the other guys uh, soon. Uh, my boy Omari Brown as well as my boy Ed Watukowicz. Um, you know, we, we comprise, we, we make up the, the Flight Deck podcast. And I hope to have, you know, some of you guys who are fans of the Jets who would love to come on and express your opinion. I, I would love to have you guys as well come on and talk about some Jets football. We also have a voicemail um, that you can leave questions on that we will play on the podcast and answer on the podcast as well. So there's another option. So with that being said, on behalf of Omari, on behalf of Ed, myself, the entire Flight Deck podcast crew, I thank you guys for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you guys on the next go round. Oh, and make sure you like, follow, and share our Facebook page, The Flight Deck Podcast, as well as subscribing to this podcast. Peace. Oh, thank you.